Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in Carrollton Station with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. What's going on? Not too much, man. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm tired, man, but it's okay. We're out. We're here at the station, and uh, I'm happy to be out. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've gone meatless. Really? Yes, I've gone meatless. Huh. Uh, what prompted that? Uh, no, the less time I, I'm with people, the better. So I'm meatless. Oh, okay. M-E-E-T. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. So, uh, and I've been doing that for years, but you dragged me out here tonight because we have a special guest tonight that, you know, uh, it's all good. What's yeah. going on with you? Uh, you know, uh, just, just grinding through the week. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, getting the last podcast out, you know, uh, great Dave Alvin got that one out today. It's, I can tell already it's doing gangbusters. Um, uh, oddly enough, uh, you know, there's a connection between our, our guest tonight and Dave Alvin. In They're that, lovers? Uh, well, not that I know of. Oh, okay. but, but to start off with, uh, well, we'll get into that later on, I guess. Maybe we'll reveal that. It's just a little bit of a tease to it. But anyway, I can tell it's going to be a big, big episode for us uh, right <laughs> off the bat. Now, you know, something that has been, it's always on our minds as New Orleanians. This has been a... a uh, you know, a campaign issue over and over again uh-huh. is is the terrible potholes. Um, They're never going to be fixed, Renee. Why bother? It's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, how can you think about anything else as far as governance if you can't drive on the streets? You know, it's like it's like being in Baghdad or Fallujah or something. You know. Well, you know, when I first moved down here, I remember hearing and seeing uh, even shirts down in the quarter. That the city was like saying they're third world and proud of it. Yeah. And, and that's nothing to be proud of. No. Th- third world countries, their kids can read and write and do arithmetic. <laughs> you know? Unlike here. Unlike here. You know, <laughs> but no, no, that's bullshit. No, the, the, the potholes, uh, I think I told you this uh, a few months ago. I, I sat down, you know, uh, uh, with my pad and, and uh, pen and said what can we fix in this city because forget about fixing the potholes forget about fixing the sewage and water board corruption but we we, we have to we have to you can't well, we you have can't to. do it it's not I mean, going to happen it's, 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 we don't have a sustainable uh, model here without if you can't drive on the streets and you can't drain water <laughs> You're going to die. The city's going to die. Oh, and my put God. It out of it, you know, I'm all for it. Put it out of its misery. Well, the city's uh, well, going to die. You know, we've, uh, New Orleans has been, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the death has been, has been um, predicted many times before. It's never happened. But, man, this is not a good trend, you know. And, and again, we have the mayor going to, uh, to into the election with very little opposition. I mean, always, you know, you, the, the loyal opposition, you're going to be yeah, there it's putting up two a good weeks. fight. we got two weeks. Okay. And then the because uh, qualifying's in two weeks. There's actually another woman who, um, uh, another woman of color who's running again, who's already decided to run. She hasn't qualified yet, and I can't remember her name because it's one of those wacky names like. Uh, hmm, it's uh, a long name. A well, lot no, of it's 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 a regular name, but uh, uh, they've uh, she's she or they or them or who or whatever they want to be called. Uh, has uh, uh, it's, it's a, like it's her a name is like name? yeah it's like her name is like Lydia but it's like Lydia Tifei 
or okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you, you know, know many of like these that. political dynasty families. When a woman gets married, you know, she wants to carry on the family name for political purposes. So they'll she'll retain her uh, her maiden name and then just hyphenate her her well, married. Well, Lydia T. Faye Greenberg, I think, is her name. Okay, well. <laughs> So I don't know what that family's about. <laughs> I was surprised at yeah. the end. I, was, I didn't see <laughs> yeah. that turn coming there. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, but, uh, no, uh, uh, yeah. I, so I know you're upset. Everyone's upset. I mean, my car, I just paid off my car a few months ago. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's going to die probably in, 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 in a few months. Right. I'm, I'm putting a new, a new front end on, on my second car as we speak. I put a new front end on, on the car I'm driving last week. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, here's what I used to do living in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, you know, I think I said last week's show, or the, uh, we, were, we were in L.A., and uh, we had to rent a car, and my daughter, who's turned 16, is driving now, and she, she was in the back seat while I was driving in the streets of L.A., and she was like, the, she just screamed out, these streets are smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I said that. Right, yeah, yeah. You were telling us that story. Yeah, and uh, I said, yeah, well, this is what happens when you have good infrastructure. And, and, and you know, there's always corruption in any sure, city Sure, sure. Well, it's a huge problem, Rene, but I've been, you've been here, what, your whole life, right? Yeah, my whole life, And yeah. has it ever been solved, this no, problem? No, no, it hasn't. So it, it's never going to be solved. Well, I mean, we we got to do something, man. I don't know. And, you know, again, in my neighborhood, they... They have like a, a three-man crew that goes around from one corner on, on one street, and they tear it up with a backhoe and uh, put a bunch of river sand in its place, which, of course, stays there for about half a day until everything runs through it and gets all pitted and fills up with water. And then the next day, they go to another spot, and they tear that up, and they fill it with the river sand. And it's like there's no sense of urgency. You, you can complain all you want about the streets, man. You've lived, I've lived here, what, 20 years? Right. I've given up already. It's not going to happen happen yeah yeah you, you replace two front ends why bother well. see, see, see the thing is i would just rather do what i did in la is buy a used car for a thousand bucks it lasts me a year or two it dies i buy another one for a thousand bucks i got my money's worth why keep putting money into these cars right 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 well you know my wife isn't my wife needs a, a decent car to drive around in so uh, well you know, and uh, she's got a and, new front end right yeah yeah and, and it's, these are very low mile cars you know we don't it's not like we're we're doing a lot of, i mean the the engine's got a, a ton of miles left on it so you know it's uh, it's just getting beat the hell up anyway enough about that uh um, you have anything else before we get to this great guest? Um, I wanted to talk about Britney Spears. She's okay. from down here, right? Yeah, yeah. She's from like uh, uh, a Mead or something. I don't know where she's you, from. You can talk on the Kent, mic. Kentwood, right? Kentwood, you're right. Kentwood. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you, you know, please, uh, guest, uh, you know, everybody knows it's you already. You haven't been uh, introduced, <laughs> but it, your name is in the title, so feel free to participate in this. Uh, well, good, because I got a contrarian view on the potholes. Okay, all right. Taking so, a step back. So after, take it, taking one step back. Sure. After... Uh, <laughs> After uh, Katrina, for about a year and a half, I lived in Evanston, Illinois. Okay. An extremely functional city with uh-huh. very smooth roads. I've been there. Yeah, it's a great city. Yeah, yeah. a leafy suburb. Mm-hmm. And the roads were so smooth that people drove so fast on them, people lobbied their councilmen and councilwomen to get For more bumps. potholes. For more speed okay. bumps. Okay. And I know people that even went out at night and molded, got concrete and molded speed bumps, illegal speed bumps on their streets. Sure. They would pay money for a few New Orleans potholes to be dug 
into their streets <laughs> to slow people down. Well, we can just like just like Mayor Nagin wanted to bottle our water yeah. and sell our water around the country. Uh, we can import idea. potholes <laughs> to cities like Evanston, Illinois. Export potholes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we do have the superior pothole technology in, in creating them. We're I good guess. at it. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's my idea. So, but but Britney Spears, back to Britney yeah, no, Spears from uh, Kentwood, the Louisiana. The poor kid. You know, I, I remember when she was a Disney kid and all that kind of stuff. And I never knew all the stuff that her dad took control of her whole it's life. It's criminal. It's criminal, Yeah, man. it's very criminal. Uh, but I do remember when I first moved here and she was just gaining big popularity. And I was living at the Circle Bar and there was a, a few, a few guys. I don't know if you remember, remember these guys. Um... There was a guy named Chris Radcliffe and two other guys. Chris Radcliffe, he now lives in Oregon with a wife who's looking for his teeth on the side of the road. <laughs> um, but Chris, he, had a, he had this gift. It's a great gift of convincing people to do things. Oh, yeah. I like people like that. Yeah. He, he's got a, he had this gift of that. So he would hang out at the Circle Bar like me, and I lived upstairs. And we'd sit there drinking, and there'd be these other guys that were just like, I don't know, his cronies. And, and, and one night he convinced them, because when Britney hit it big, she got a sponsorship from Pepsi. And right there on the 10 freeway, going over uh, the St. Charles overpass, you know, where all the Battle of the Bands go on during Mardi Gras, right. there's this huge billboard that said, it said Pepsi Cola, Britney Spears, the pride of Louisiana, and he convinced these guys to get up onto that billboard. I mean, we're talking a huge billboard, which is over the freeway. Uh -huh. And they went there and they sprayed off the P in pride, and it said <laughs> Britney, the ride of Louisiana, <laughs> and it was there for at least a year. Wow, the ride, and he convinced these guys to do it. I don't know how he did it. And I was there, and I was like, I ain't going up there. Sure, Fuck that, sure, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> you would have died, that. man. Yeah, I would have fucking, you know, been on the, you know, the, uh, the, the first, the right lane of the freeway. Right, I right. Just, and, uh, but he did that, and I feel bad for all these years, you know, because I used to make fun of her, and and I, 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 I had some, uh, maybe some masturbation scenes with her or stuff like that. Okay. You know, but uh, she uh, now I feel bad for her. You know, she's. She's even playing. She's like a headliner in Vegas, and she's not getting paid. Oh, it's insane, man. Yeah, that, you know, it's uh, some kind of funny business went down. You know, she got some bad press, and they were able to push that thing through that that uh, conservatorship. You know, and then I don't know, man. It's it's it really is criminal that she's been operating under that for all these years. I mean, you know, people commit murders, go into prison, get out sooner than. Then you know right, she's gotten yeah. under, out from under this conservatorship. And, like Cosby, you know, she just yeah. Gets Bill Cosby's Bill free. Cosby, yeah, he's free. <laughs> he's free man. He's free to eat as much pudding as he wants. <laughs> 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 he can get all the pudding that he wants. Nice, nice, nice. Or the pudding, you know. <laughs> fuck that guy. I don't know. You know, uh, he. You know, uh, they say that Cosby was a hypocrite and stuff like that, but they don't talk about the rape. Anyway, I, I, I digress. <laughs> um, he's a, an award-winning author, a journalist, a writer. His, work is, his writing has appeared in uh, Oxford American, New York Times, The Nation. Uh, his his uh, previous award-winning book was Crazy, George Harriman, A Life in Black and White, about uh, uh, the, the great crazy cat cartoonist George Harriman. But his other books were uh, Kingdom of Zydeco and Sugarcane. 
but uh, he's just put out a, a new, a terrific new uh, photo journal called uh, My Father When Young. So it's a collection of photos taken by his father in the 50s. So before I tell his whole story here, we're going get him, to get him on the show. And without further ado, the great Mr. Michael Tisserand. Welcome, Michael. Well, All right, man. I'm at Carrollton Station, but nobody's applauding. Oh, well, there was, uh, someone was applauding the heard, band is out there. Yeah, I heard some, some, something st- over there. Stray applause. Uh, hi, yeah. Manny. Hi, Renee. It's great to be back with you guys. Yeah. It's it's great to a, have you. It's, it's great while, to follow man. Dave Alvin. That's, that's, that's an honor. Right. So, so I was mentioning to you yesterday that Dave Alvin, I was uh, complaining about how hard it is to do the writing all the time. You know, you're a great writer. It's easy for you. And, uh, uh-huh. and, but, and I, was, I was saying how I was writing this, the, the blurb for Dave Alvin. And you said, oh, well, I actually have a connection. So tell us about the... Well, Dave Alvin knows a little about everything and a lot about a lot. And he, is a, he knows a lot about Crazy Cat and is a okay. big Crazy Cat and George Harriman fan. Nice. So uh, I actually found that out and I went to a Dave Alvin gig and brought him a Crazy Cat t-shirt. Something I don't think I, I did for either one of you. But no, no, refresh no, my no. memory. Who, but, what is Crazy Cat again? So Crazy Cat, because uh, that was I was that was that was show twenty five. We talked about Crazy right, Cat. And how like, many? What show is this? Uh, this is like one sixty two. Yeah. So that's it's two and a half years or something. One hundred thirty. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a, anyway, so uh, so Crazy Cat is the comic strip that New Orleans owned George Harriman drew from the nineteen tens to the nineteen forty four. It's about a little white mouse that threw a brick at a black cat named Crazy and Crazy fell in love with the white mouse and Crazy was non-binary, both male and female or or something else altogether. Uh Uh, Changed colors all the time. (laughs) Uh, And this was in the daily newspapers and it confused every reader that opened up the papers and and read this thing. And then the, the, the story of Harriman was that he was a black Creole guy out of New Orleans passing as white. So all this identity stuff in the comics sort okay. of found its way into the reflection it, of his his yeah, own personal yeah, found experience its way into his life and his life found its way into the comics right so um, and it's also really it confused people and you've got to kind of read it out loud and and and, and read it two or three times before you get it so it takes a dave alvin to understand crazy cat is what D- dave saying. is a very deep guy he's as you said he knows a, a lot about a lot of things yeah yeah he's, he's very uh he's kind of brilliant guy yeah um yeah at the same time though because he he on that podcast I there was some, I think it was his brother, <laughs> not Dave. Because what? remember on the, on, the, on the feed, he put his brother's name down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's he's so, a trickster too. He, he likes the wrong guy. he likes to keep yeah. us guessing. Now that was that was definitely Dave. And Dave um, did a song, Crazy Cat and Ignats. He did an instrumental guitar uh, right guitar on song. on his most recent record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from an old guitar. Um, and it's got a little sort of sliding, snapping sound that that makes the, the sound of the brick tossing. It's got this little whack sound on, in the song. Okay, so yes, Crazy Cat has a, a devoted following. Uh, you know. Uh, all these uh, desperate um, places, uh, you yeah. know, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised. But uh, so, Crazy all, Cat is in love with a mouse. Crazy Cat is in love with a mouse, and the mouse just wants to throw a brick at Crazy Cat. Okay, and that's the relationship that went on for thirty-two years. Yeah, we can relate. Thirty-four years. We can relate to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so that was a terrific book. It's a, it's a huge book. It's a brick of a book itself. It's about. 
three inches it's thick. Br- it's a friendly brick. Sure, sure, sure. It's softer than a brick, but uh, as heavy. Um, so that that and I, I know you had a, a great run with that book. You you got a lot of mileage out of that, and uh, you know award winning tome. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm still having fun with it. It's been optioned, and there really? it, it, that's still a, a, a living thing. Nice. Um, Jonathan Hawk, the filmmaker. <clears throat> I almost hawked his name out there. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Hawk, uh, a great Emmy Award-winning filmmaker, is uh, currently working on a documentary based on the book and nice. doing doing all that documentarian stuff of uh-huh. going around getting funding and finding out how to do it. So we've we've actually gone out and filmed a little bit for it, and then uh, we had a bunch of interviews set up, and then that was, that all got shut down because of because of COVID. Right. So it's 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 gearing back up again. Okay, well, good. Outstanding. outstanding. So that was great. That was Harper Collins, and that was a great filmmaker that's taken the book. And I said, well, I'm going to follow that up with a self-published book. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that's what this one is. So. Right. So, so th- this your most recent book just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, right, for Father's Day. Exactly. Yeah. And so, tell us about that. Tell us about how you uh, started the book. It's a great story. Well, it, it completely found me. So, uh, so my father died in. Uh, I guess it was eight or nine, eight or nine years ago, and he uh, left me. Well, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, I don't know if you ever, you might, you might have met. I may him. have met him. You yeah, might yeah. have met him. Uh, and uh, I'm an only child, so all of oh, his stuff, really? all of his boxes uh, and trunks, and I mean ev- everything. His childhood toys, uh-huh. his uh, <laughs> ten years of sales receipts and 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 pay stubs. So he was a hoarder. He was a pack rat. That's a friendlier <laughs> okay. way of saying that. And that sounds a little less, uh, you know, a little, little, little less like a sickness. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, he was a pack rat, and uh, and and that included stuff from his father and stuff from his father. Wow. I, so the, the generations came crashing down into my house in New Orleans, <laughs> and all these boxes went into you know. I almost had garages. I don't know why I almost said it. I haven't had a garage for all my life. But it went underneath beds and into closets. Into potholes. Into pot. I filled. I filled <laughs> the potholes on uh, on Audubon Street. On your with street. Them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, so once the quarantine came and I couldn't go out to Carrollton Station or anywhere else. Sure. The ring room. Even yeah. even yeah. Uh, that uh, so I'm like okay finally. Let's steal myself emotionally and and start to go through this stuff, uh-huh. you know. And this is this, and this included, you know, letters that I sent him, you know, through the years. So it was not easy to go through it's, all uh, this. Yeah, and, some emotionally uh, heavy. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, and and you know when, yeah, yeah, it, it was it was, and I could not go through it quickly. And you know those piles you make, throw away. Find some right place for it. Keep, uh-huh. you know. And I was trying to make the keep pile as small as possible. Uh-huh. Um, of course, it was the biggest one. And, the, and it, it is. Yeah, it's still the biggest one. Uh-huh. And uh, but I found these two boxes of, of Kodachrome slides, and I thought, wow, I don't know why my dad has somebody's Kodachrome slides here. And I started looking through them and completely figured out it was somebody else. Uh, and then I realized it had to have been him. And then I found these letters from when he was overseas in France talking about buying this camera on the army base and how he wants to take pictures that nobody else has taken and he wants to be an original photographer and 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 he has this sort of artistic vision of what he wants to do my dad was a salesman all of his life from you know popcorn stands and newspaper routes up into being a stockbroker and we've never gone heroin, to heroin he sold heroin too there was you know i didn't find those letters but i haven't <laughs> i haven't read them all sure 
Um, but he was like 19 years old or something when, when these... In his, in his 20s, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I, I figured out he, t- he took them. And the more I started looking at them, the more I fell in love with them. And I did what anybody does, right? Uh, I put him up on Facebook and said, look what I found, you know? And then these real-life photographers, you know, that, that you know, like McCus- John McCusker and Cheryl Gerber and, you know, these, these photographers around town were like, well, these are really good these yeah. are these are these this is this is a view of 1950s america that is a unique and, and exceptional view even if you're not his son so nice. i i could have either said well maybe i could do some guy i did I, I published some in garden and gun magazine some of the mardi gras photos he was in mardi gras in 1959 and gun magazine garden and gun you know oh. that magazine no i've never heard of really. that sounds like a sounds like a hoot, it's kind though. of an it's kind of an oxford american with a better with a more lively name right huh, okay, uh, you know is it? Um, never heard of it no i'm Gar- not well i'm not a, from here so i, I wouldn't know it it's a southern culture magazine cuz man yeah. you were in, you were featured in that that uh, magazine what was it uh, soldier of fortune oh no it was no. A, it was a better something in garbage what oh, was it oh better homes in garbage better homes in garbage bitter 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 homes in garbage bitter homes. Right, right. I, so, I, that's I, a uh, wacky pack title isn't yeah. it that's not an actual title yeah i wrote an article for them okay anyway so back to so Guns and Garden. What, uh, yeah. yeah. So a- anyway, I, I, I decided I could either try to find a publisher, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a third of the photos were from Europe in the 50s. A third of the photos were photos of his friends at parties in Indiana and Kentucky where he lived. And a third were this crazy trip to Mardi Gras in 1959. So it, was a, it would have been a weird book. If it was all Mardi Gras photos, I would have been knocking on the historic New Orleans collection and mm-hmm. said, you know, hey, what about this? Um, so I decided to just put it on myself. So right. that so that's what I did. But it, it, the the I went through the whole thing today, and and uh, you you write a, a lovely introduction to it, and then I don't know who who did the uh, the photo editing and put put the sequencing together, but they did a fantastic job. That was me. Outstanding. Yeah, the sequencing and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it, re- it really it really tells a story of you know like the arc of this young life. You know, here's this mm-hmm. guy from from Indiana. You know, getting out in in the army and he's all across Europe and this. It's of of course you know those kind of slides that era of of slides. They already have a kind of classic look to them. Yeah, there's nothing like Kodachrome red. Right, right, and and then you know it's it's also from a time when. Uh, you know, people just seem to be more serious in general, you know, mm. like especially in, you know, Europe there, you know, you have a lot of uniforms and, uh, you know, a lot of everybody looks very put together, you know, then then like well, his, they just came over a wo- world war. OK, right. So well, you would be more serious. Well, yeah, well, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, it, it, it's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess that would make sense. But then then the the next phase you're saying is his time in back in America after mm-hmm. he's out of out of the service and it's like more of a social period, a lot of dating and parties. Um, again, you notice you know even at parties, all the the, the guys you know in their twenties have coats and ties on. Everybody's uh, you know dressed up for these you know yeah, drinking they're looking, parties. They're looking great, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 very cool, man. And the thing that my dad was that, that those those are the photos that still knock me out. I still look at those and shake. I, I still, if I want to just put myself in a state of shock, I'll just open up that book and look at the photos because I still can't figure it all out. That he was that guy, you know, with his camera at his side at the parties where he was hoping to meet a girl and and get married. He was desperate to get married at, at this time of his life. All his or friends get were getting married and getting shots. a career. No, he was just like there. Well. I mean, again, Maybe. that's the letter I haven't read, but, yeah. but I, I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, 
Because I was that guy who go around the parties with a camera hoping to get some nude shots. I didn't okay. find your box in my uh, Well, no, of course bed. you didn't. My box... Uh, Where's that know, box? Uh, no, my box is back in Southern California, buried... At 3609 Greenfield. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, a bit of a, a, a treasure hunt then, I guess. Yeah. The, anyone the out there nation. in West L.A., go to 3609 Greenfield. Look for my box. Okay. All right. Yeah. A, a bit of a time capsule. Yeah, there's a time, time capsule. capsule. Yeah. But there's also secret letters and maybe okay. uh, a PIN number, if you know what I mean. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, pager number. Back from the old day. From my man. Okay. Who says he's on the way. Sure. <laughs> of course. I paged him. He said, I'm on the way. Yes, yes. That's what they say on those pagers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. You're I was watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to both of you. I was watching this past weekend because I don't go out. And, you know, the Olympics are this Sunday. Oh, this summer. This summer. Yeah, this summer. This, this summer. summer mm -hmm. In a couple months or a couple weeks. And... I'm watching, uh, I don't understand why they call them trials, the Olympic trials. Is someone being accused of something? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, why are they calling them trials? Why well, not tryout? No, yeah, why not tryout? Or just, you know, make the team. But they called it, I was watching the uh, gym, women's gymnastics, uh -huh. or I should say the 14-year-olds and under gymnastics. Okay. Because all those girls are very, very young. Yes. But I'm watching all these uh, gymnastics, and they keep calling them trials. And these athletes are amazing. They're amazing sure. athletes. I mean, they're doing things that I could never do at that age. I can't do now. But why <laughs> are they calling them? Yeah, I can't, I can't do them now. <laughs> Stairs are, are yeah. a challenge for you Well, now. <laughs> yeah, just sitting up right now is a challenge for me. <laughs> I hear you. You know, just getting here. You're saying the, you're not an Olympic caliber gymnast? No, I never have been. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but I used to, I, I started this uh, fantasy gymnastics league really? about 10 years ago when fantasy football became really big uh -huh. and baseball and bass. I started a fantasy gymnastics league and it was me and like eight other guys sure. from all over the world who are part of the league. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were, we, no one won, no one lost, but everyone had, had some entertainment. Okay. You know. So are you are you running that uh, the the fantasy league again this year for the the Olympics? No, I don't think so. But why do they call them trials? Well, I, I don't know, man. Again, you you pose the question. Uh, perhaps uh, you know some people that have experience in in that field. Well, can, I'm putting can it out to, to the nation. Right, right, right. They why can, are uh, they called trials? They can contact us through you know. through uh, social media. They can. Uh, 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 email us through troubledmenpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, but they can't look it up, though. They have to actually come up with it at the top of their head. And I, not, I, I, I do, not, I do not like that. I like that up. game where, where you, you, you don't look something up. and you Pretend you just, that Google does not exist. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I've I told the story. That's a game you're going to lose every time, right? Someone's going to look it up. story one time. I actually placed a, uh, a, an overseas call to, uh, to my wife from, from Europe to say... Uh, uh, You're never coming back. <laughs> that, was a, that was a different call. Um, but uh, no, this is one where I said, uh, Tana, the the uh, the older woman who uh, who uh, had Moon Records, uh, uh, you know, the guitar player from Memphis, and she goes, Cordell Jackson. I went, yes, thank you, bye. Wow. <laughs> 
because it was driving me crazy. I couldn't. I I I couldn't think you of Cordell's. You two really do belong together, don't I you? I couldn't think of Cordell's name, you know. And uh, but so you called her and asked that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she knew right away who I was mm-hmm. talking about. You I mean, didn't, you didn't because you're so cheap. You didn't want the call to go on any longer. Well, you it didn't was. Say I love you, Tom. I'll well, see you I'm, soon. I'm sure I did say some of that yeah, okay. in, in there, but uh, it was a very brief call. The whole point was that it was driving me crazy. That I, I, I and and we had no way of looking it up at that time. You know, it was, it was, you had to phone a friend. Um, anyway, so uh, so so back to you, Michael. So so uh, that is the most beautiful love story I'm going to hear today. <laughs> okay, p- possibly so, <laughs> possibly so. So so all these photographs, these took place before your father had a family, and and right. and none of y'all had any knowledge of of these uh, this whole phase of his life. I never talked about that. Never talked no, about he being. Came, I mean, the Mardi Gras ones. Just that still freaks me out because he came to New Orleans all the time. He loved coming to New Orleans. He took me when I was 15 to New Orleans. That was my first time here with my cousin Fred and my dad. And my dad got sick in the hotel, so he'd give us $20 every day to go run around the French Quarter. Okay. Um, and, and then he'd come back when I was, when I was living here. Uh, he'd you know, come at least once a year, and he, had his, and, he, and he never said, oh, by the way, you know, I was here and stayed in Montreal with four friends. We got drunk every night and went to Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I got these photos somewhere. I should try to find them. You know, that never happened. Because that was like just for him. That was like, that wasn't part of his life he was ready to share. That was, uh, it's just for me. I, I like that. I like that, it that, seems, that. It seems that that's the case. It, it seems that at that point, at least, he had taken them just for himself. But then he stopped. After Mardi Gras, I put the camera up and he, and he never took any more pictures. But even that whole part of his life was just for him. That wasn't something he was... He never uh, took any pictures of you at Mardi Gras? No, he, well, he never—he was never here for Mardi Gras. He would come at other times. So y'all, did, you so. didn't grow up here. You grew up in like uh, Minneapolis yeah, I, or I something. Grew, I grew up in Indiana and Minnesota. So my okay. folks split up, and I was in Indiana, and then my mom and I moved to Minnesota when I was in seventh grade. Okay, because so. I remember we talked about the Norsky Nook, right? And, uh, on your I mean, first in Wisconsin. Sure, yeah, but it's uh, it's kind it's, of it's, it's, it's that it's, it's, that drive from Indiana. To, I actually went past Norsky Nook uh, last week when I drove from Minnesota to here. It's still there, kicking. I'm sure the pies are still amazing. Sour cream raisin pies, you know, like uh, three stories <laughs> Ooh, high. God, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> sour. It's got to be. It's got to be better than it sounds. Um, I had no idea it would hit you no, guys sour, that way. Sour cream, no, sour cream it's is delicious. good. Sour cream is in, in cream cheese, right? I mean, in uh, in, in uh, it's in all kinds cheesecake. of things. It's yeah, in yeah, blintzes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sour cream is delicious. Um, so, so uh, Manny's making a face here at this pie. Okay, yeah, sour cream is yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it has its place. I mean, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. it, it's. Uh, or is it the raisins that? that yeah, the raisins, that sour cream, and cottage cheese. Nobody likes cottage cheese, really. Did, did I somebody say cottage cheese? No, no one brought that up but you. No, I'm just putting that. Oh, up. oh okay, cottage, cottage cheese. cheese, cottage cheese, yeah, sour cream. I, I've I've seen people use cottage cheese in uh, in lasagna. Which can, oh God! <laughs> which can what are be you okay. fucking nuts. <laughs> it's it's kind of a trashy version of lasagna. I'll give you yeah. that, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it'll do in a pinch. Because they're too too cheap to buy ricotta cheese. Is that it? Yeah, you know, you might have the you have it there on hand. You know, it's uh, maybe. You know, our President Nixon, his you know, every president has a snack that they publicize. Mm-hmm. Nixon loved cottage cheese and ketchup. Did you know that? <laughs> That was his snack. <laughs> so I he, tried it once. Not, a, not our worst president, though. You tried it, though? I tried it once uh, on a dare back in the early 80s and uh, got, thank goodness for marijuana, you know, because marijuana <laughs> made it s- taste a little better. Okay. You know, 
Anyway, so go on. So you you wrote this book. I'm glad about this book because I don't read books unless they ha- unless they have pictures. Mm-hmm. There's lots of pictures in your book, right? Yes. Good. And, and, about sixty of them. And he has one uh, for you, man. I did. I left it at home, but I, I will bring it to you uh, right, next week. Okay. Yeah, got a, got one for you. Yeah, it's photos. The first section is Europe. Second section Indiana and Kentucky. Third section Mardi Gras, uh, and the the. Mardi, the, the, one of the things I love about the Mardi Gras photos is it's people co- he, went, he went down into the deep quarter and took pictures of people costuming one guy in a devil suit wearing almost nothing but a fig leaf it looks incredibly 20 you know when was the last time we were out for Mardi Gras 20 2020 so it was very gay yeah, it's it, a, it, a it, lot it, of it drag was, it was gay stuff. Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and actually, it was, it was gay Mardi Gras at a time that no one was really documenting it. And, you know, within a couple of years, a lot of those guys would be at a gay crew and, and it would be busted and raided and their names would be splattered across the Times Picayune newspaper. And your dad gave him the photos? No, he took the photo. Well, I, I tried to find the guys to give them the photos, actually. And I, I put it up on a Facebook group, and I contacted a couple of historians, and nobody could identify anybody. And the other thing, no, there's, there are no pictures of anybody else taking pictures in any of those huh. pictures. You know, all those, no one else is, is, you know, now any photo would have 30 people holding up their phones or cameras. Yeah, right, And, yeah. and it, he was kind of the only guy out there uh, shooting these people, or at least the, the only one Because the rest of the people see. were drunk, and they dropped their camera, broke their camera. Your dad... Your dad he held was, on to his camera. Okay. And held on to the slides. Yeah, and held on to all And that. it was kind of his memoir of his 20s. That and when time did your father die? About, in 2012. And where's your mother? She's up in Minnesota. Oh, she's still alive? Yeah, she's still kicking. Oh, does she know about this book? She does. She didn't know about... Yeah, she does. She, she didn't know about his secret life, though, She didn't know about Marty the slides Gaunt. at all. No. Nobody knew about the slides. His best friend from all, throughout his life, I saw in Indiana Was uh, Donald Rumsfeld? Week. It was no. not, yeah, we're all bowing our head. No, this is Indiana, so it would have been Dan Quayle, but no, okay. neither. No, his best friend, a guy named Bill, and, and he says, I never knew about these slides either, and nobody knew about them. It, was, it really was a, a, a secret life. But instead of some, it was a secret life as an artist. It wasn't a secret life as something nefarious. It wasn't, right. you know, my, my father, the hitman. Right, right. Or, you know, <laughs> Did it, your father it, ever remarry? Yeah. He did? And where is she, this woman? Unfortunately, I can't ask her about it either. She passed away a couple oh, of years ago. Oh, she passed away yeah, too. Yeah, so I wish I, wish I could. So oh. I, I, I did get my Aunt, my Aunt Rosie, my dad's sister, is still living. And I called her constantly during the process of working on this book and asking her questions about the photos and asking her about this time. Because all these Does letters... Does she remember any of it? Or is she coherent? Or, she, you know? She's very coherent. Because uh-huh. uh, I just visited my mother-in-law a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and she comes in and out. And Rosie is in 100%. And when she's in, she's brutal. When she's out, she's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a blessing, you're saying. Yeah, in many ways. Okay. I just said, write the check, lady. Write the check. Jesus. But anyway, uh, yeah, go Aunt, ahead. I'm no, sorry. Aunt, no, no. Aunt Rosie, Aunt Rosie I, I can always pause for a mother-in-law joke. But, uh, <laughs> uh, she was, yeah, no, she was great. And she told us about them. But she didn't remember my dad ever taking a picture, even though she's in the pictures. So, oh, so it, okay. It's, but, but, but she talked about the people in them and told me about the times. So was acid big in New Orleans then? Uh, in 1959? I don't no, think so. No, 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 way before so. that. No, but there, marijuana was huge, probably. Mm, yeah. there's, there's lots of bottles of uh, liquor. They, they, the, the, one of the last photos, which I th- I was, I'm going to predict will be your favorite photo, is one of the guys uh, at the, at the Monteleone room 
uh, is lying in bed, passed out, and they took all their liquor bottles and kind of made a little mountain around <laughs> of the bottles and, and took that picture. Yeah, yeah That's yeah, how yeah. Renee wants to be buried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, and, you know, and I, I love any kind of photograph from New Orleans in those days. You know, it's the, the, the time when people still, men still wore hats mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of great costumes uh, and... Uh, yeah, just all the buildings behind him. You know, he's one shot on Canal Street. You can see the corner of the Jung Hotel there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, the cars. You see cars parked in front of St. Louis Cathedral. These 1959 cars parked right alongside. That, that, that's the one that most New Orleanians go, wait, okay, fine, fine, your dad, whatever. There's cars parked in front of St. <laughs> Louis Cathedral. Well, Manny, I'm looking at uh, your drink, and uh, I'm right behind you, and it seems like this would be a good time to uh, take a little break. What do you think? Yeah, let's take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. We make our stand on Spain, a Frenchman. We buy the moon on the Governor Nichols Street Ward. These new dreams, I can guarantee them because they're anchored, anchored here in our hearts. When I fall down, she helps me to my feet again. When I go to jail, she pays my bed. If that ain't love, then what is love really? And these new dreams, they're really swell. And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman. Back with our guest, Mr. Michael Tisseran. Now, I know, Michael, you're a very devoted listener to the podcast. I am. And uh, so I know you're familiar with Why? No. Well, <laughs> I had a long drive from Minnesota, actually. I, I, and I knew I was going to be talking to you, so I, I, I said, let's listen to a few. Okay, yeah. very good, very good. Uh, uh, dull the pain a little bit. Um, so uh, I know you're familiar Did with you this. not off the road and <laughs> sideswipe the center divider yeah, while you're there was, walking? There's a little, a little of that sound, a little, little sound of that, uh, that brrrm sound, you know, a couple times, you know. Yeah, I love that sound. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like a lullaby, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Wake up and smell the center divider. Well, uh, so so I know you're familiar with this terrific product, uh, but uh, Manny, why don't you go ahead and tell the the, the rest of the, uh, the folks that that might not know about this? Uh, tell about the Velo Bar, folks. I'm going to tell you about the Velo Bar. Renee, Michael, you know about the Velo Bar. We've been talking about the Velo Bar for over a year now. It's a beautiful sponsor of ours, and it's a beautiful product. It's a CBD protein bar. Renee, you love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Michael loves it. We we love the Velo Bar. It's filled with twenty. What is it? Twenty five milligrams of CBD per right. bar. Superfood ingredients. Superfood ingredients like hemp hearts and chia seeds. Two great flavors: dark chocolate and peanut butter. I love the dark chocolate. I can't get enough of the dark chocolate. Okay. You know, in the Velo Bar and in my life, I love the chocolate. <laughs> I love all the chocolate. But right now, troubled listeners and troubled nation. You can go to VeloBarCBD.com and check out 
more information about these bars. And if you order, you can use the Troubled Men 1-5 promo code. And what is it? Get 15% off and free shipping yes. on any of your orders. And it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, uh, the guy who started this uh, product is an old friend of mine from high school. And uh, we've been in court for the last few years battling over who, <laughs> who fucked our prom dates. Anyway, that's a whole different story. But right now, if you go to VelobarCBD.com, you can get this, order this amazing bar, uh, 25 milligrams of CBD per bar. It relaxes you. I like it after a workout or mowing, you know, doing yard work and stuff because I'm an old man. And I do yard work for a couple hours, and I, you know, You're my wife is dragging me yeah. over the back porch. She's sure. like pulling my, you know, get up. She's saying, get up. <laughs> <laughs> get up right now and make dinner. You know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, it, it helps and heals uh, all sorts of pain. And it, it's actually, uh, it actually, it, it really feels good to eat a Velo bar for breakfast before work. Uh, I, I feel energized from it. So Trouble Nation, go to VeloBarCBD.com, use our promo code, TroubleMan15, and get free shipping, 15% off, and that's all I got. Very well, good. Very Manny, good. that was the second best love story I heard today. <laughs> okay, nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, as always, Trouble Nation, if you want to support the, uh, the Trouble Men podcast directly, we have the, uh, the cocktail fund uh, there, the, the, uh, the PayPal link in the show notes or the, the Facebook page. And, uh, you know, uh, get some skin in the game, uh, become a, a patron. We have the, the Patreon page there. And we still have the uh, Trouble Men t-shirts, which, uh, you know, the, the nation is availing, availing themselves of. And uh, besides that, uh, subscribe, uh, rate us on, on uh, you know, give us five stars on, you know, Apple, uh, whatever, podcasts, or wherever you listen to, to uh, podcasts, review us. And we need to give a shout out to uh, Denise Cox for her, uh, her direct support to the uh, Trouble Men podcast. I guess she's a big uh, Dave Alvin fan, so she was thrilled uh, when we put that episode out and immediately jumped on board with the uh, cocktail fun. So uh, uh, thank you, Denise Cox. Uh, so, enough of that. Back to our terrific guest, Mr. Michael Tisseran. Now, um, so Michael, we, 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 uh, we talked a lot about your book, um, mm-hmm. but we have a few other uh, connections uh, between us. We um, do, but one thing I realized yes, as, I was, as I was getting my uh, Carrollton Avenue uh, beer, which I think you paid for. Sure. Uh, but you wouldn't let me get the wings. It's wing night, and I said, "Can I do the podcast and get wings?" And you, said, Renee, said, no, "No, you can't. You can't eat on a podcast. <laughs> you can drink on a podcast. You can't eat on a podcast." But I did. I did leave out where you can find the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Please. So please. I know it's, it, it sounds a little bit like an advertorial here, but no, no. People want to know because it's self it's self published, so it's not on Amazon. It's not any. It, it, there's an ebook that's on Amazon or on wherever else you get your ebooks. All the different platforms you get. Do e-books. you like ebooks? No, I hate them. My wife loves them. And yeah. she wants me to get rid of all my shelves of books and say, let's just, you know, have Ooh, this thing. Oh, no, no. That's, that's sacrilege yeah, for a writer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe not all of them, but she's like, you know, maybe about nine-tenths of them. Ooh, no. Uh, no, no and, she, and she reads, you know, 10, 15 books to my one. Um, right. Well, that's why she's, she's yeah. thinking if she kept all, you know, paper copies right. of all the books she's yeah, reading, but she'd like, be like drowning Yeah, but like that Seinfeld them. episode where George wants to go get his books back from an ex-girlfriend, Seinfeld says... Why you read them? What mm-hmm. do you need them for? Yeah, it's it's that pack ratism, you know. It's I'm sure you I got. I guess I you, inherited it. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, so. You know, I'm but the, I'm the same. I I I don't. You know, I read a book. I don't need it. Just toss it. 
You know, I might want to get or regift it or regift it to somebody. Yeah, I mean, I you do. Know. I do pack some bags and bring them over to Blue Cypress. You know, to get. I've got quite a bit of credit there now. Yeah, you know, the, the used bookstore uptown because you can get you know store credit there. So, right. you know, anybody can pretty much go and use my name and get all the books they want because <laughs> I've brought so much okay. in there. Yeah, but. Um, uh, well, yeah, you know, like hanging on to those things. I'm going to let you get back to your your point, but <laughs> but point of how to buy the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I always feel like you know the, the it it is a bit of a pathology, but it's 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 harmless, you know, to to want to hang on to these things. Uh, to me, it's a a way to fight like the sense of mortality. You know, you're you have a uh, a concrete object that reminds you of. A certain time in your life, and it's almost like if you lose that object, your your that time in your life is slipping away a little bit more. I don't know. Is that like I have shoes that I could never wear again, but I keep them because uh, yeah. they remind me of a <laughs> have some good well, memories attached sick. to those that's shoes. That's just sick. Well, again, it's pretty harmless, you know. It's uh, as long as you have space for it. But uh, but I understand the impulse. There's actually a, an anthology of writing coming out in the next spring that I contributed an essay for. Uh, it's called Lost Objects or Found Objects. Rob Walker, uh, a great writer, and uh, in, in here is the editor of it. But my essay is about a pair of shoes that I got rid of and I've regretted for decades. There you go. And I got rid of these shoes. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the regret <laughs> I will one day feel. There, there, there's that one time you slip yeah. and, and you never can never get it back again. You know, I, I've, I sold one guitar in my entire career and I regret it to this day. Mm -hmm. you know, it was a, it's, uh, I got rid of my comic book collection to pay for a trip to Oaxaca. Uh, when I was about 25 or 26. And it's cool. still... It, I have my memories, but I don't have my comic books. Yeah, you can always get them back. No, I can't. They're gone. Yeah, uh. did, didn't the bottom fall out of the comic book market? Like uh, I know it did for the uh, oh. uh, baseball cards. I think a lot of people lost I a lot of money. I sold all my baseball cards dollar. for a $20, uh, $20, $25 dime bag of uh, pot. You know, I don't, I don't regret it whatsoever. Okay. There was Nolan Ryan cards. There was fucking... Uh, you know Willie Mays cards and all that stuff, but I got a I got a I got a quarter ounce of pot. So I never regretted it. So you you don't keep the stuff. You're not a pack rat. No, you're, you're a pack. No, get you're, rid you're, of you're, it. You're a, a get, get rat of rat. rid of it. Uh -huh. The less you have, the better. How about your wife? Because I th I think pack rats. No, and my get wife rid of people, is a pack rat. Yeah, th yeah, that happens, right? Yeah, I think I think that that's the way it works. You can't have two pack rats together, or else oh, you oh, drown. Oh no. my wife and I are both pack rats. No. <laughs> we <laughs> raised raised a couple of them too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Your we, place looks pretty good, though. I don't know. Maybe there's some rooms I haven't seen. Yeah, there's some closets that, uh -huh. that uh, you can't really get. That into. no one ever sees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you open them, and you'll be collapsed like a fucking avalanche. It's kind of like that. Some some of. Hey, uh, did you ever get that? Postcard I sent you. I did, Manny. Well, thank you, you so well, much. Well, well I, I had it in my notes yeah, last week, yeah, and and yeah. but we didn't get to it, and I had them again. Yeah. But uh, but thank you, Manny. I was touched. It's uh, Manny was took a, a trip to uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He bought me a lovely postcard. It's a cool kind of modern desk, uh, wooden desk. Um, Some it, LACMA. It was a okay. gift store at LACMA, which is the Los Angeles uh, Contemporary Art Museum. Uh, in Los Angeles, and they ha it was a great exhibit, and uh, it was so great to see my uh, uh, my kid, who's 16 years old, and we went through all the exhibits, and uh, 
we uh, we took liquid paper and splattered it on some of the paintings oh, and Manny. stuff. Oh, man. Like you know, she's a punk rock girl. Oh, Manny, man. You know, Manny, but Manny. we found that postcard, and it was a desk and a chair, and I thought of you. Nice. Okay. You know, I, I, I just thought, made... how boring is that? Okay. You know? <laughs> thought of me toiling away uh, on the podcast in, in your absence. Uh, um, but yes, I was touched. You actually put it through the mail. Uh, you put it through the mail in New Orleans, but uh, it's a well, thought. Well, because I, 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 yeah. well. I, I didn't have a stamp in L.A., and I think I said that on the postcard. Yeah, yeah, no, we wrote that on the postcard. Oh, okay. uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't mail it until I got to New Orleans, but here you go. Why don't you just bring it to the podcast right now and hand it to him? Well, because no, it's, 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 it's fun getting a postcard. Better if it goes through the mail, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, fun yeah, getting yeah, a postcard. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was, I was surprised and touched, Manny. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So back to you, Michael. So Where e- can you get this book? Well, I'm glad you asked, Renee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, like <laughs> I said, there, there are ebooks, and you can, you can get ebooks at, you know, at all the independent bookstores too at their sites. They all have their versions of ebooks. Right. But the book itself is a limited hardback. That's the thing that I'm kind of most in love with, and it's only being sold through independent bookstores, including in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Octavia and Blue Cypress and Garden District. Nice, then, all, all the best, all the finest uh, uh, booksellers. Where is Blue Cypress? That right up on Oak Street. Oh, okay. It's part used, part new, and and uh, Elizabeth Alquist is the owner, and she's just moving to a new place across the street. Uh, okay. And a new like because I've heard of that uh, store, but I, didn't, I never knew where Dynasty. it was. It's it's a great store. It's, well, you know, I work in one. textbooks. That's my job. Yeah, I do man, textbook. He's a, a book book man himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've been 15 years now working in textbooks, and uh, it's turned me off reading con- uh, totally. I mm-hmm. can't stand looking at a book anymore. I just can't stand it. Don't well, want this this one has book. photos. You can well, skip past can, my yeah, writing yeah, and just yeah. go straight to I the pictures. I can look at pictures and stuff. Because okay. I'm dealing with these fucking asshole professors <laughs> at the uh, Uptown College. And they're just, they just think they're all God's gift to the students and stuff like that. And they all have their own books. Right. And they're just jerks. They're the biggest <laughs> fucking jerks you ever want to meet. So I said, yeah, I'll get your book. Nobody buys them. The students don't buy them. They don't buy them. The parents don't buy them. So good luck. The textbooks? But they yeah. have to buy them. They're assigned, right? Well, yeah. English books are different than econ and finance and mm-hmm. accounting. Accounting books you better buy. English books, the kids don't want to buy. They, can they read it already in high school. Steal mm-hmm. them off the internet. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to buy it. You know, so that it, it's just the way it is. I mean, uh, our sales are down like fifty percent because nobody buys books. Right, right. It's yeah. ways ways around uh, the having yeah. the actual yeah. textbook. Well, well, Michael, looking at the going over the book today, I, I got to say it's it's a beautiful production. Um, you know, like a lot of people. Yeah, I'm really have, happy with it. Yeah, man, the paper is is beautiful. Printing, you know, nice stitched binding. It's, uh, so I had there's a guy named Mike Sager who is an Esquire writer, and he started a group called the Sager Group to help writers publish their own books. Okay. And he was an old friend. He interviewed me in 1986 for a story he was writing about a group that I was part of. And then we've stayed friends since then. And he's kind of been a, a little kind of role modelish for me. Okay. Or at least like sort of like Uncle Mike, the, the, the more experienced writer that right. helped, helped me out a few times. And uh, so, so he, the, the layout, the, the actual production of the book... Uh, the design of the book was through his group, the Sager Group. Okay. But I had to decide the size, 
the the page count, glossier mat, mm-hmm. how many, you know, every, everything, everything that I would normally just let a publisher do. Yeah, uh, you know whether or not I, 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 for days I decided whether I should have a, a apt, dust jacket or print the photo on it, and then when you take the dust jacket off. Should I have something special underneath it? Right. You know, a yeah. cloth book with maybe some embossed, you know, but that was like $2 more a book, so right, I can't do right. that. <laughs> so, you know, so suddenly I'm, I'm kind of like a, a publisher bean counter here. Sure. Um, so, uh, so that, and I, and I knew the book should be $25. Like, I just somehow knew yeah, I don't want... That's and the nobody, price nobody, point nobody, to Nobody's going to pay more than $25 for this. Right. But, but in Canada, it'll be 31 right? You know, the Canadians have to come down here to get it. Well, no, they can order it online right. at Octavia Books or Blue Cypress or Garden go. District. There you go. But, um, right, I guess it'll be 31. I don't know what it'll yeah, be in other countries. Yeah, conversion rate, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so just that. Just all the stuff that I would just offload on a publisher. Uh, right. I would wake, you know, lie, right. lie awake trying to decide. Sure. You know, if so it, it who was your publisher? Who was publisher before this book? Who was your publisher for other books? Uh, HarperCollins was crazy. Um, Arcade, which was distributed by Little Brown, was the Zydeco book. Um, And uh, I forgot Sugarcane Academy. Oops. Uh, But anyway, some some, some wonderful publisher was Sugarcane Academy. Well, HarperCollins big. They're big. Yeah, yeah. So I went went through an agent and, and, you know, and went through editors and went through proofreaders and copy editors and all that kind of thing. And and this was just doing it all myself, which um, was really fun. And and, and, now, and now I'm a wholesaler and I've got boxes of books okay. uh, in my living room. All right. Well, so. that's it's like a lot of musicians. So, so right. en- enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> enjoy yeah. getting rid of those. Um, <laughs> Thanks. No, it's uh, it's good. It's good for everybody to to understand what's involved in all these, uh, you know, all these stages. So when you go to do another big book and somebody else is doing all that stuff for you, you have an intimate knowledge of. Of, you know, I think I'll be those. more of a pain in the ass about it. Well, I mean, I think I'll be like thinking about all the little steps that that I never thought about before. You know, what's the paperweight going to be? Yeah. What? Well, you you, you know, know you you get uh, you know get to get closer to what you actually want mm-hmm. by knowing yeah. all that. Well, it's never perfect. It's never a hundred percent perfect, but it will be if if you work at it. You know. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well. Well, so Michael, uh, yeah, again, one of our other connections uh, is uh, chess. Oh yeah, and and uh, you know we and you're a chess podcast. You've had Jude Acres, right? We had we had Jude Acres on. Yes, uh, he was. Uh, he's a fucking know, nut. That he, guy. He's 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 a he's a. Whatever big, happened to that movie they were making about? Oh, they're him. still working on it. They're still shooting footage. Yeah, yeah. They, they must have nine hundred hours of, of footage on on Jude. Oh, well, you know, well, he'll be dead before it comes it's out. It's got to be a series. It's, it's got to be a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a PBS series or something. Um, I don't know. You know, I just looked at uh, Jude's Twitter feed. Yeah, it's the greatest. He's got a Twitter. It's, it's he all capital Twitter? letters. Oh yeah, and, well, he, and he has like one that says, "I'm playing chess and eating a cookie." <laughs> <laughs> He's a, well, I love he'll. We we both are are sometimes on these uh, these email chains that'll send out to twenty or so people, and yeah, he'll have an. Uh, like a paragraph long all caps subject line mm-hmm. it goes on for like i don't know i'm 50, so happy every time i get an email from Jude 50 Akers. words in the subject cuz it's like caps. it's like it's like an email from nobody else <laughs> and and 
you know, I, I once I started, hit, I've, I've kind of forgotten he was on Twitter. Once I started going down, and he has, you know, the naked bike ride. We went past his chest table, so he had film uh-huh, of that, and right. then he had, you know, then he'd have uh, some some advice. He had a video of himself giving advice to to people, saying the most important thing is to dance by yourself in front of a mirror and check out how hot you are, <laughs> you know, okay. and. and uh, yeah, so, you know, we all walk around being, you know, slightly original, and he walks around being completely 100% original. Yes, and, yes. And, uh, He's an icon. Yeah, he is an icon. And uh, so, I, I, yeah. So, if that movie comes out uh, in, in my lifetime, I'll be really happy. Cause, yes. Because uh, I've seen some of the footage, and it's beautiful. It's yeah, wonderful. yeah. Well, at least, you know, we're, we're getting plenty of, of, uh, of great... Uh, you know, footage of of Jude. You know, who knows what? Uh, but uh, they're going to have more than enough, and there'll be plenty of of document. And my my kid was the Louisiana State chess champion, and he's really good. Yes. And he has never defeated Mr. Akers at Mr. Akers' table on Decatur. So. Uh, well, because because Jude is is more than a chess player; he's a hustler as well, and he will do things to uh, throw you off. Uh, I've I've heard about his. You know his, his shenanigans that he'll his uh, gamesmanship I, or I don't know. I watched the game. He didn't do anything that was. I mean, I've seen okay. some people. We played in Washington Square, New York, one time against uh-huh. some hustlers. I mean, one guy just he took a, a, a boombox and put it on the table and just hit really loud, like in the middle of the game. Yeah. When my kids started winning, another one just started squawking and flapping like a bird when my, <laughs> when, my when you know when my kid was trying to play. So so. Jude stuff is just kind of what a you know what a good chess player would do. It's nothing like like what well, those yeah. other folks were doing. Sure, sure. And well, Jude just wants to win. He's 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 he incredibly does. driven to win. Yes, he owns that little corner of Decatur and, and right, uh, right. doesn't want to cede that to, that, that territory to anybody. Yeah, no, no. And he, but he also loves to, he loves to spread the word. That's what I like. I mean, he is just committed. And and you, I bet you've experienced this. If Jude talks himself up, he talks up his friends. Oh yeah. Oh. Mr. Oh. Rene Coleman. Oh man, bassist yeah. extraordinaire. Uh, yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. When he was on the podcast, it was uh, it was incredible, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that was a it's an epic uh, episode. Well, so um, in, in so chess, so chess, yeah. So you know, f- for those that don't recall, uh, you know, you started this scholastic chess program uh, at Lusher Elementary. I didn't School. start it, but but I but I I carried the ball for a few years. Okay, well, but I, I didn't realize at the time that you had not ever been involved in chess before that. You were not a big chess player, not a chess enthusiast. You just thought this would be a great thing for kids to get involved in. I started when my kids started, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that my son was involved in that, and, and he's continued. And, you know, your children, you know, obviously, you know, both your son and daughter wound up being amazing, uh, you know, competitive chess players. Your son was the Louisiana State chess champion at one time. He's going to be uh, teaching at a chess camp this coming week in, in, in New Orleans. Nice, nice. Um, and so today, uh, as I was leaving... You know, I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I no. went along with your son to Orleans Parish Prison. Yes. Uh, I, have you talked about this on the show yet? Um, I don't think I have very it much. It was... And I know he brought Jude in to do a, a simul where you play, you know, one guy plays a bunch of chess, you know, chess games at once. Right. But... It wasn't just like somebody goes into a lot of times people go into a prison, do a little chess thing, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Daniel had worked out. He he had relationships with these guys. 
Yeah. Like, like he. That's not a good thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I no, realized right true. when I said that Manny is right to my left here. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get right back to. Uh, right, you know, right, yeah. right, right, right. So, um, no, but, but, but there, were, there were friendships that, were, that had, had formed, you know, and, and he, you know, there were certain players there that were just really. I hope your son didn't ongoing, give the right. address to your house. Uh, no, no, I don't think he did. <laughs> but, but, you know, I actually. It was, it was amazing to see. It was really amazing to see. And I knew little Daniel from the little, you know, the little, uh, you know, the little, the, yeah, you know, the little started with you like first, in little, first grade, or first something. grade, you know, Daniel, yeah, you know, yeah, the little, yeah, the little uh, fireheaded, uh, right. you know, skinny kid, and, and uh, it was amazing to watch him uh, as a as a slightly more adult person. Well, you know, I, I asked him one time when he was running that, and yeah, I was, I was so proud of him starting. You know, he thought it all up, just like everything Daniel does. He thinks it up, he executes it, he doesn't ask for any advice. He just kind of you hear about it after the fact that he's doing it. But uh, so he started this chess program, was running it, and 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 uh, I said, well, Daniel, are there guards there when you're doing this? He goes, no. I said, well, man, you know what's to stop someone from coming and harming you? He goes, I got 20 guys around me that that love me being there because uh-huh. I get nobody's going to do anything to me. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, so so yeah, it was that was, that was a, a fantastic program. Um, but uh, you know, and he's still in, still running off of those fumes. You know, he's still teaching chess. I was leaving today, and he was he was uh, t- teaching an online chess class to mm. someone in mm. his room. I could overhear him. But uh, so they had this this terrific. Uh, Manny's saying, "Are you sure that's what you're overhearing?" Yeah, no, for sure, no, absolutely. Um, uh, the Queen's Gambit. You yeah. must have watched the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. On, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And did you have uh, thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was. It was. It was yeah. a, I thought it was a. I thought show. about fucking that chick. Well, I, she, was, I, she, she was, was. very hot. She was very, very attractive, attractive. girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and had a had a, a kind of um, otherworldly quality about her. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, she's like English and Argentinian or something like that. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 She's a hot chick. Her man. eyes are very far apart and very uh, big. Mm-hmm. That's all. All better for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I wait. No, she's she's a lovely girl. But uh, and people were flocking to chess because of that show. Right. I mean that that was like that that show was like the you know when Bobby Fischer, you know, played the Russians in the early 1970s, played the, the Soviets. You know that suddenly led to chess programs all around the country. He was on Time Magazine and on Johnny Carson. Right there, we got a Johnny Carson reference in for you, Manny. <laughs> we we <laughs> talked right. we talked we, we well we talked for a half hour about Johnny Carson last time. Oh, I, rem- I remember I it if you don't. That. I know. Okay, it's like, no. what, 200 shows ago? Well, it, was my, it, was my, it was one show uh, ago for me. Sure, okay. sure, sure. Uh, no, yeah. no, we, but, we love uh, Johnny Carson. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, but Queen's Gambit did that. It just it brought, Of course, then, right when it brought people to chess, you know, all the boards shut down for a year, and, and everyone, so everyone's doing online chess. Right, right. But now we're, now we're back in, on tables again. Nice, nice. And, and uh, you know, it's a terrific thing to get your kids involved in. Uh, it teaches them to think in a certain way, think, you know, many moves ahead. They, uh, yeah. I see Daniel using that, those same kind of strategies in, in, his, you know, in his life in general, you know, mm-hmm. doing the math, they call it. I did a cover story for Chess Life magazine about Charlie Gabriel last summer, the, uh, the Preservation Hall right, saxophone yeah. player. Yeah, he's a, he, chess is his life, you know, I mean music is his thing but chess is just as much his thing and he taught all the preservation hall guys how to play chess nice yeah amazing when you find out you know certain people are, are you know the, just so devoted to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how's your chess game Manny 
Oh, I haven't played chess in, since I was in my 20s or something like that. Well, you know, know, if you climb up that billboard and get to OPP, Daniel can bring you into his club. Yeah, I'm not climbing up any billboard, man. <laughs> again, I, never, I never climbed up a billboard. Again, stairs are an issue. Yeah, stairs <laughs> are an issue. I'm an old man, uh, Michael. I can... I, I, uh, I gotta leave soon because it's getting dark. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I gotta leave soon. Well, uh, well. So, Michael, um, what what do you see on the on the you know? So you you put this book out. Uh, you know, Renee, you're like the Frank Sandra Padre, and 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 and, and Manny is the Gilbert Gottfried of this podcast. Um, um, oh, that's a compliment. It Thank is. Yeah, you. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I love that. What's Renee again? He's the Frank's. I I, I was I, I kind of slurred because I wasn't Frank Sandra. Sandra Padre. He's Spit it up, Mike. San, Sandra up. Padre. I should know that. I don't know who that is. but uh. he, he's a, he does the podcast with Gilbert. He seems to be the person who researches the uh, the guests. Gilbert is the, my, keeps, one then, of my Gilbert, favorites. And then Gilbert man. just kind of yeah. like sparks up, you know, yeah. and okay. throws lit matches into the conversation. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty much Gilbert's Frank, Frank the Gilbert. one who made... No, I know Gilbert. Yeah, He yeah. made the 9-11 joke two days after 9-11. Right, right, right. right, right. The New York Friars Club. Yeah, at the Friars Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are all they, groaned, and he said, too soon? Yeah, they all said, too soon, Gilbert. Uh, but he said Johnny said it was okay. That's what his <laughs> response was. He said Johnny liked the joke. He got dropped by what was it? Some Aflac. Aflac. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. He got dropped. That's not not yeah. fair. That was uh, you know back in the back uh, some of the early uh, canceling um, that was going well, on. Well, because of tsunami that hit Japan, he made a tsunami joke. That's right. And Aflac is owned by the Japanese. Uh, okay. All right. So they right. fired him because Aflac is actually a, a Japanese company. Okay. It was an American facade. Okay. So think if you have Aflac, you're paying money to the Japanese. Uh, I think Did you see that Gilbert documentary, the Gilbert oh, Godfrey documentary? Yeah, you know, all the hotel hey, soaps that he. Uh, oh yeah, he, home. yeah, he likes he <laughs> likes getting all the toiletries from hotels. But his best thing, his best joke ever. Uh, I saw him back in the '80s, but just recently, uh, about five six years ago, you know when Michael Douglas said that he had throat cancer <laughs> from uh, alcohol, but it was then he said it was from eating out his wife's pussy. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got uh, throat cancer from eating out vagina. Gilbert said, and his wife is Catherine Zeta Jones, one of the most beautiful women ever. Mm-hmm. Gilbert said, "I would lick her ass for lupus." Oh, <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know, uh, things yeah, haven't yeah. changed too much, Michael, as you yeah, can see. Yeah, I saw Gilbert. <laughs> I'm still yeah. keeping it classy here. I yeah. saw Gilbert at a comedy club in Chicago oh, maybe about brilliant. eight years ago, yeah. and I, I paid. An extra five dollars for the VIP seating in the front, uh-huh. and he targeted me for the last joke. <laughs> like it was about you know, little Johnny came home, and he, he went this this whole joke about he got you know had his first blowjob, and right, and, and uh, the dad was like, "Oh, that's great, little Johnny. I'm so proud of you." How and and yeah, and the joke goes on and on. But anyway, at the end, I was laughing. He starts in my face, about three inches from me, just <laughs> spitting on me, like saying the most. Most like, vile, most vile descriptions <laughs> like of little Johnny you can, uh, you know, possibly imagine. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. he was six years old. You're laughing, you know. And, and, uh, and, and, and it went. And I feel like it went on for about, you know, 
15 minutes. It was probably right. only about 15 seconds. But <laughs> Aristocrat style. I felt honored. Yeah. I had Gilbert in my face. Uh, Excellent. You know, Absolutely. Uh, with yeah. uh, the spittle flex. I, uh, saw him, I, saw, I yeah. saw him in the late 80s open for Buster Poindexter at the Greek Theater in L.A. Ah. And his best, one of his greatest jokes was, I'm talking to Notre Dame, and I'm telling him my problems, and he says, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Michael, uh, yeah, you, know, uh, yeah. you have, uh, what's on the horizon for, for you? Are you uh, in, the, in the midst of uh, deep research for your next uh, tome? Are you, are you surveying the landscape for uh, you know, a proper target? Where, where are you creatively here? Uh, I'm, I've got a, a little list of, of articles. I've been doing stuff for a website called Neotext and doing interviews of mostly cartoonists for them um, and doing a few other pieces here and there. But in the middle of it, I have submitted a proposal that I can't really talk about. Sure, now. yeah. That's what I'm working on. Okay, very good, very so good. I well, hope uh, 162 uh, shows from now when I get to come back again, sure. I'll be able to talk about that book. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, I know Manny's looking forward to uh, 162 shows from now. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, Michael. Uh, well, no, Mike. I'm going to ask you one last question. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, would you rather eat someone's tumor right after it has been extracted by surgery <laughs> or chew and swallow someone's eyes, eyeballs? Um, eyeballs. Eyeballs? Yeah. I mean, right. wait, I mean, these are, I, I mean, I'm not blinding some, I mean, these are not, this somebody's is not your being choice. blinded. Eat someone's tumor or eat their eyeballs. I mean, the eyeballs sound much Okay. Probably healthier and more sanitary than, than a tumor. I mean, I'm not, I don't, yeah. I mean, the one thing is that the tumor would come out and aid the person. I don't want the person to be blinded just from my, from my desire for their eyeballs. Though. You're so, so selfless, Michael. You're you know, just always such a humanitarian. I'm thinking about the other person I know, here. I know. Again, you, when you were walking in here, you did something and I said, you're so considerate. You said, well, I am considerate. And, and again, you carry that forth in, in all of your decisions. I mean, It was not, so, not parking where the tables were because I thought maybe people might want to stand where I would park. Right, right, right. Yeah. Again, all so right. it's, it's uh, very so that's, consistent. That's so one eyeballs. for eyeballs, two for tumors. No, I'll, I'll go eyeballs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they seem like uh, uh, easier easier chewing. You know, I hate to chew. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's exhausting. For you me. like to swallow though. That's sure. what I heard about you. Sure. In Evansville, Indiana, where my dad was from, where these photos were taken, uh, fried cow brain sandwiches is the thing you get at all the bar and grills. Oh, yeah. Holy cow! So, so I would th I would good. yeah. So I would think I've that had cow brain. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, it's 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 a little spongy Every and it's deep fried. Every part of the cow and pig is edible, and I'll eat it. That's a Nathan Williams song. Yeah, everything on the hog is good. Yeah. Uh, so okay. uh, so anyway, I, I think that eyeballs can't be worse than the cow brain. So I feel like. I feel like I could go there. Anyway, uh, well, this is a, a lovely way to, to uh, wrap up. I'm sure you, you can't wait to uh, play this. Sell more books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, Michael, I, I do know when, when you were on the podcast, it was so early on, we didn't mm -hmm. even have uh, stickers yet. No, I, now, didn't get, I, didn't get, I didn't get anything. You didn't get any party favors. No. And, uh, I still haven't got anything. Are you saying you have stickers now? <laughs> yes, so now we're going to... Did we're you give Dave Alvin a t-shirt? 
Uh, no, no, we didn't. Okay, um, right. We may be sending him some Velo bars, though. But uh, and, and we could send you some Velo bars if you if you'd like to. I thought uh, maybe you'd have him here to munch on what we were eating. Uh, no, no, yeah. again, can't eat on a podcast. But uh, we we can uh, send I keep you. Asking you if I can. If you're no, hungry, no. we can go to Popeyes right they now. They have chicken wings here. They have chicken wings here. Uh, I don't trust that. Okay, well, anyway, uh, here <laughs> the ceremonial uh, uh, presentation of the Troubled, Troubled Men, Men podcast. Troubled Men podcast. Put it on your chessboard. There you or go. The back of your chessboard. There you go. Or your laptop, or you know, when you go sit in the uh, in the in the uh, the coffee shop and write your next book. Do you know that I was on uh, Chris Rose's radio show on I forgot what the the, the, the WHIV? Yes. So so we did a thing with chess, and I, we actually played chess on radio. Oh, it's uh, exciting. Yeah, and, chess on the radio. And then as <laughs> I was leaving, the, the WHIV guy said, "Here," and he gave me some condoms. You uh, know, because you know, yeah. and, and so I put them in the chess bag. Then I went to a kids' chess event. And absolutely <laughs> forgot they were in there. And a kid asked if he could borrow my chest bag. And and he did. And he set it up and he opened it up. And suddenly these condoms spill out of the chest bag. Nice. Yeah. He said it was gum, right? Yeah. Was oh, gum. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Classic. anyway. Excellent. Well, Excellent. thank you for being on this show, man. Thank you, Manny. Yeah, Michael, right. it's uh, great to be here with you in person. Great to be here with you in person, Manny. So, as always, in the Troubled Nation, we like to say uh, trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. I get up every day I get to work at 10 I get through it some way And I go home again Don't wanna hurt anyone Just wanna be their friend Right to the edge Bring them back again You see, I want you to be A part of my secret world That no one knows but me I've got the key That leads to another world Where you won't have at night Going home with other guys like me Have a drink or two Lay down on the couch I'll take some pictures of you Talk in your mouth I've been dreaming of you Since the day I was born But you may never dream What I've got in store You see, I want you to be A part of my secret that no one knows but me I'll set you free to live in another world where you won't have to be sleeping on
secret.